The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morning, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Speaking of stars, we have the man who knows all about the stars, Steve Cates, a.k.a. Dr. Sky, joining us in just two minutes. So if you have questions about space or the stars, and boy, oh boy, is there ever a week to talk about what's happening in space, especially with the news that Russia may be developing hypersonic weapons to go into space to possibly shoot down satellites. If you have questions about any of that, you can give us a call at 800-848-WABC. Meantime, I don't know that I knew the NYPD had a dance team. My wife said to me yesterday as she was perusing some headlines, she said, did you know the NYPD had a dance team? I said, no, but I'm not surprised. They have a lot of other entities like this that are into music. They have a pipe and drum corps. They have other entities that are supportive of the arts. So it didn't entirely surprise me. What did surprise me is the really classless reaction from Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who lashed out at a recent TV performance by the NYPD's dance team, the Democratic Congresswoman from New York City, who did support the defund the police movement, was among those who took aim at the police department after its dance troupe performed on Channel 11 last week. How many school music programs got defunded for this, she tweeted. By the way, the female dance group of of the NYPD is not funded by taxpayer money. The NYPD performance, which has since gone viral on social media, sparked quite a bit of controversy after critics questioned the importance of the dance team, given that New York is fighting crime and a relentless migrant crisis. But some critics, while still condemning the dance team's on-air gig, also seized on Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez's remarks, suggesting that her own policies are fueling some of New York's biggest issues. One person responded by saying, probably none because they were already defunded. Another poster to Twitter said, how many people in your district are getting screwed over by the migrant invasion? It just seemed unnecessary. First of all, it's it's totally inaccurate. It's not funded with taxpayer dollars. Second, why did you have to take a shot at the NYPD dance team? What did they ever do to you? That's why I thought the hot take on her part was a bit classless. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'll tell you, these migrants in New York City are their own worst enemy. They are able to just garner bad publicity and more bad publicity, which is only serving to turn more New Yorkers against them. Now, I realize there are so many of them here that uh, a few bad apples doesn't necessarily represent the tens of thousands that are here already. And I'm not saying that it does. However... You got to take a look at what can only be described as a startling video showing a group of NYPD cops being attacked 
by migrants at a shelter on Randall's Island. The migrants surrounded about five uniformed officers and threw bottles and debris at them as the cops tried to apprehend a disorderly man inside the shelter last Thursday. The video was posted on TikTok. At one point, someone hurls a backpack striking a cop in her head with it. A few moments later, a shelter resident with crutches tries to poke an officer. Shelter residents are seen screaming at the officers in Spanish. Cops are holding up their batons to deflect all of the objects being thrown at them. Take a look at the video if you haven't seen it, because a picture's worth a thousand words. Maybe a video is worth 10,000. Cops were called to the shelter around 11 o'clock in the morning when a man began arguing with security guards and was acting in a disorderly fashion. The man wearing a white t-shirt was not a shelter resident and in the video the man can be seen on the floor surrounded by cops who are struggling with him and trying to handcuff him enraging witnesses watching the arrest. By the end of the two minute clip shelter security guards are called in to surround the officers who pick up the man and remove him from the tent shelters. None of the officers thankfully were injured. But the amazing thing about this is these cops were there to, in essence, protect everybody, including the shelter residents. And yet the migrants that were at this particular shelter on Randall's Island, their reaction was to throw things at the cops. I hope each one of them is arrested and deported. Each one of these people that threw something at those cops, do not pass go. Go back directly to Central America. Do not collect your $200 debit card. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. There was a really interesting story in The Gothamist that I'm guessing many of you may not have heard about yet. In essence, thieves are stealing millions of dollars of New Yorkers' cash benefits. Food stamp scammers are stealing millions of dollars of New Yorkers' nutrition benefits. This is the word according to local elected officials as reported in The Gothamist. The fraud happens when people with electronic benefit transfer cards, they call them EBT cards, unknowingly use card readers that steal their personal information and drain their accounts. That's the word from Assemblymember Mamdani, who represents part of Queens. In the last six months, more than 61,000 New Yorkers have submitted a claim of EBT fraud. That's the word from a spokesman for the city's Department of Social Services. The agency has thankfully helped recover over 19 million of those stolen funds. But this is a real crisis and this issue has only gotten worse. New Yorkers submitted more than 22,000 claims of EBT fraud between January of 2022 and October of 2023, totaling $17 million in stolen benefits. Now that is just awful. Assemblymember Mamdani also said thieves are secretly installing a physical device on card readers to steal people's information and money. Whenever a card is swiped through the reader, the device copies the card's information and PIN number. To address the problem, what State Assemblymember Jessica Gonzalez-Rojas introduced is legislation
legislation requiring EBT cards to be upgraded with contactless payment technology. That bill, which has yet to be voted on, they say may decrease fraud by over 87%. I don't know much about that particular bill, so I'm not endorsing it or anything like that. However, I really do think that the government needs to be in the business of preventing this fraud so that needy people can eat and get the food and the benefits they're entitled to. So if you are someone that utilizes EBT cards, beware this scam is going around. And for the rest of us, we need to be aware that we're paying for theft at this point. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. We've been telling you about this monstrous verdict of $355 million in fines and penalties that Donald Trump is going to have to pay because supposedly he overinflated the value of his properties. And a lot of folks are wondering what that means for the future of business in New York. Governor Kathy Hochul has been quoted as saying, don't worry, that's not going to be an issue. Well, Kevin O'Leary, who's the star of a show called Shark Tank, which is basically business leaders and investors deciding which project they want to fund. Mark Cuban is on the show. He was on CNBC yesterday, and he says after this ruling, even before this ruling, New York wasn't a great state. Excuse me, this was on Fox Business, not CNBC. Even before this ruling, New York was not a great state to do business. But after this, he says this is a disaster. I, I can't even understand or fathom uh, the, the decision at all. It, there's no rationale for it. And so let me give you a real time uh, experience I'm having regarding this. And I'm not the only one. It doesn't matter what the governor says. New York was already a loser state. Like California is a loser state. There are many loser states because of policy, high taxes, uncompetitive regulation. It was already on the top of the list of being a loser state. I would never invest in New York now. And I'm not the only person saying that. O'Leary criticized the court's decision because he doesn't see a victim in the case and said every investor is worried because where's the victim? Who lost money? This is some arbitrary decision the judge made. This policy and what this says, what it says about the bar, the legal bar in New York, this is scary. And I am concerned, honestly, that more business people are going to do what Kevin O'Leary has decided to do and stop investing in New York. I was listening to the Cats at Night show last night where Doug Schoen, a political pollster, a guy that's been in business in New York for 40 years, said he's glad he decided to move his business to Florida. How many other business people see decisions like what happened to Trump and they decide to fold up stakes and go elsewhere? I think quite a few. And think of all the jobs that they're taking with them. I think this is a bad decision for New York State from a business perspective and an economic one. But hey, at least we still have plenty of migrants coming in that we are footing the bill for. Beam me up. To be continued. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences 
in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com. 